But the idea that you are adopted into God's heavenly uh, family and that you can call God your father and uh, Abba Father, you can cry out in joy or happiness or peace, may meet with some resistance in you. And you may find it rather foreign to think of God as your dad, as your father. Why would that be? Let's explore that. Colin Cook here and how it happens. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the good news of the gospel described in the book of Romans. We go through this book every year and a half or so, and through this book, we learn what God's work in Christ has done for us, how he has uh, taken away our judgment and our, uh, the, our identity with sin. He has uh, reconciled us to his heart. He has given us Christ as our righteousness. He has taken away the judgment of the law. And we are now, by faith, living in the resurrected life of Jesus Christ, which will be ours in all its fullness at the coming of Christ. So, You've got a lot to discover in this broadcast, and I hope you'll join me every Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states. You can also hear loads of my broadcasts on uh, soundcloud.com slash faithquest. We're not quite up to date with with SoundCloud because of some technical difficulties, but I hope that will be remedied soon. So then, we looked yesterday at these verses in Romans 8, verses 14 and 15. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And the wonderful imagery I was sharing with you of being adopted Uh, of being now in God's family, of God scooping us up and loving us and uh, wanting to be our Father. Um, It's just beyond words. And yet, there may be some listening here uh, who find this very, very discomforting. Because, why? Well, because they as children did not experience a positive relationship with their father. They may have been abused. It may not have been abuse. However, it may have been that your father died early in your life. Or maybe he divorced early in your life. Or maybe he was emotionally distant by his own uh, experiences in childhood. Or maybe he was drunk most of the time. Or maybe he was demeaning and diminished you either verbally uh, or emotionally or sexually. Dead, distant, drunk, divorced, demeaning, one way or another, you experienced a relationship with your father, perhaps, that made you move away, detach yourself, become very protective, and uh, thus very distrusting of any male figures in your life. This could be true of a young girl or a young boy, and... uh, Uh, So you grow up with a very negative view of authority, of male figures, of um, any close relationship with anyone who would offer some kind of support and comfort. What is 
really strange about us human beings is that then we project that emotional experience on God. You hear about God as being termed our Father, our Heavenly Father, and it has no appeal to you whatsoever. Rather, not simply no appeal, it actually puts you off. The idea of God being a father is like God being a judge uh, or a, a, um, a, a sort of celestial policeman or someone who is endlessly eyeing you uh, and ready to criticize at the slightest provocation. You feel no sense of acceptance towards him. Well, what do you do with that kind of experience? You see, we are strange creatures. All this is going on unconsciously. We don't, we, we're not aware of it. It's, it is actually a protective mechanism. We've been damaged, and so we automatically self-protect unconsciously. And when we hear these things about God being our Father, we're sort of mystified as to why we should feel so bad about it. But that's normal. It's as it should be because it's an unconscious defense mechanism to protect us from further harm. What do we do then about this in relation to God? How do we ex experience him in a new and different way? Well, I think we need to feel free to tell God what we feel about him. You need to feel the freedom to express your anger, your hurt, or your pain. Now, this may be very foreign to you. This will be very foreign to you because that is precisely what you could not do with your earthly father. You couldn't tell him how you felt. You couldn't tell because maybe he was divorced and away from you or had died early in your life, or he was so drunk that he would be angry with you uh, and uh, very uh, domineering, perhaps, and therefore distant towards you, and if you were to express anything towards him in these ways, you would be, uh, he would lash out at you. The very idea that you can talk honestly to God, therefore, about your feelings seems simply impossible. You would fear the green eye of God, as it were, and the finger poking at you and saying, don't you dare talk to me like that. But this is where we have the courage of faith to say, Dear God, I am mad at you. Why did you let this happen? Why did you let me have a father like that? Why did you not come and protect me when he was abusing me? Father, what is this all about? Now, you remember that God has taken your judgment. God has taken all the burden of broken humanity upon himself in Jesus Christ. There's no condemnation. You don't hear uh, thunder. You don't see lightning bolts. You don't see God striking you. You're even perhaps a little bit calmed and liberated by the fact that you've spoken honestly to him and he has not come against you in some violent way. And then you might do this. You might use a pen and paper for this, a little notebook, maybe a journal if you like. And you say, Father, I need to tell you everything that happened to me. Now, when we come to God without a deep assurance that we are safe with him, we tend to use terms, we tend to use general terms. We don't get specific. But this is your chance to get specific all the way through the story. 
Tell him what happened. Tell him how hurt you were, how grieved you were, how lonely you were, how abandoned you felt, and how you felt that he was not there for you. Your God was not there for you, just as your father wasn't. And as you go through this um, story with him, as you tell him everything that is happening, you're beginning, without your realizing it at first perhaps, to feel closer to God than you have ever felt before. I don't mean super close, as if you were really now in a wonderfully joyful relationship with God, but you sense that you can talk to someone. What you are doing when you are talking to God is actually awakening your soul. It's God, of course, who's doing that through his Holy Spirit. But when you talk to God, you realize there's a center to you, that at last you are slowly beginning to realize what that center is. In your past experience with your parents, because of that detachment, there was no sense of self, no sense of center. You wondered, you you were endlessly, especially in teenage years, trying to identify yourself and young adulthood perhaps as well, maybe even not now. But as you talk to God, it's as if the soul returns to the body. As you talk to God, you realize that there is a center to you. You have a being, a personhood, a sense of new identity. It it won't be all intact, for sure, but you are experiencing something that you'd never known before. Now, what happens in this process is that you begin to feel gently more and more at home with God which is precisely what these verses that we've been sharing uh, are talking about. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry, Daddy, Father, or Abba, Father. You are able to know gradually, bit by bit, as you share your story with God, that he is welcoming you into his home. He's not like your earthly father. But this brings you to another level. You begin to realize that there is something to do in regards to your father, whether he's alive or dead, divorced or at home, drunk or sober, there's still something to do. That frightens you a little bit because you've gone through the process of detachment for so long, you just dismiss him out of court. He's not a part of your life, and you make sure he's not going to be a part of your life. That's how you protect yourself from pain. But now, God is bringing warmth to your soul, and you think that maybe you should pray for your dad. That sounds objectionable at first. You're still angry with him. That's okay. You can be angry with him for as long as you need to be, as long as you keep talking to God, because there is no process. There's no processing of anything unless the soul talks to God. You are merely stuck in the mud and the anger and the the sense of loss. But talk to God and things slowly, gradually change. You begin to think that maybe I could write a letter to my dad and tell him everything that I, that went on that hurt me and wounded me and left me abandoned, just as I have talked to God about it. 
These are the steps, or they're not steps, the process of healing. This is the process of healing. It may not take, <laughs> I was going to say, it certainly won't take days. It may take weeks. It may take months. It may, in fact, take years. But you're on the journey, and on that journey you are now aware fully experiencing, well, I won't say fully, none of us really fully experiences it, but you are experiencing being at home with your Heavenly Father. It's a pleasure to have shared this broadcast with you today, and uh, thank you for being here. It's always a blessing to me as I share the gospel with you, because it speaks into my own mind and heart, and blesses me as I hope it blesses you. If you would like to support this program and the Ministry of Faith Quest Perspectives, please do so. It would be so much appreciated. The funds are very, very short. It's living hand-to-mouth each month to keep going. So if you would like to make a donation, please do so by sending it to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. And that's, you can also make the donation online, if you like, at faithquestradio.com, faithquestradio.com. By the way, I think we do have a commitment to uh, $500 for the um, the electrical bill for Mark in Nigeria. I was just trying to get the idea out. He's got the electrical um, uh, meter installed now, but he has to pay, he is obliged to pay $1,000 per year for the uh, electricity all in advance. I think we have 500 commitment now, so we just need another 500 if there are those who are willing to take care of that. It would be so helpful and so very much appreciated. Now, remember that your donations are tax deductible. You can uh, uh, you can um, uh, request a, uh, a tax deductible a, a tax deductible receipt, and I will send it to you. Simply uh, send a, a request to FaithQuest PO Box three sixty six Littleton, Colorado eight zero one sixty. I'll see you next time. Then, cheerio and God bless. <laughs> 